Today's daf is daf Lametes. We're beginning at the Mishnah at the bottom of Lametches Amidbei. Zog dehelega Mishnah. Hamudra hanoami chaveiro. If someone is the subject of a neder from his friend, so like Reuven and Shimon, doesn't tell us exactly which way the neder is going. The Gemara is going to be discussing that. Benechnas levakro and one of the parties got sick, and the other one wants to go and visit. So let's say there's a netter between Reuven and Shimon, we don't know yet which way this netter is going, and we'll call Reuven is the Mavakr, Shimon is the Chola. So Reuven wants to go and be Mavakr Cholim. So it says, the Nechnas Levakr, Omeid Abolo Yoshev. It's very interesting that the Ran has a different girsa over here. Not v'nichnas levakro, but he has nichnas levakro. The run, it's a bit, the difference in one vav makes a difference in pshat. V'nichnas levakro means if he happened to go and be mevakar him, then he should only stand and not sit. The run takes away the vav. Nichnas levakro means that it's lechatchila. He should go in and uh, just, but the only thing is when you go be mevakar cholim, stand and don't sit. And you're allowed to cure him with a refuah's nefesh, but not with a refuah of mom. And what that means also, we're going to have to wait for the Gemara to get to. But right now, we're going to be focusing on the first half of this Mishnah. The first half of the Mishnah said, if there's a nether between Reuben and Shimon, Reuben is permitted to do Bikr Cholim, but only standing and not sitting. What the Gemara is going to try and calculate here, and we're going to have different pshatim in the, uh, in the Amoroyim, what is the Mishnah referring to? Is the Mishnah referring to a case where the Mevaker, where Ruvain is, uh, the Nedr makes it that Ruvain is not allowed to receive benefit from Shimon? Or is the, the Nedr referring to a case where Shimon is not allowed to be refi- receive benefit from Ruvain? And we're going to go and give all the different options over here. So, Frek the Gemara, the Maya Skinan, Tavolamates. Ibn Nichse Mevaker Asurin Al Choyla. If the neder was formulated in a way that Ruvain, the Mavakar, is not allowed to give benefit to Shimon the Chola. Okay? So let's hold cup over here. I'm going to speak this out and we'll see it inside. Which means like this. That if the neder is referring to a situation where, uh, it, at this point it doesn't matter to make a difference who made the neder. But the neder was that the pleasure or the benefit cannot go from Ruvain to Shimon. Now, Clearly, the, the distinction that was made in the Mishnah is you can be mavakar cholim, just you have to do it standing, you can't do it sitting. So, says, so let's analyze for a moment. So clearly, the act of going and being mavakar cholim is not problematic, because otherwise we wouldn't let him go in and do it standing. So whatever metaphysical benefit there is, or even some psychological, emotional benefit, when I'm going to do the mitzvah of bikr cholim, that's not considered to be problematic in terms of me being mevaker you, whether that's considered to be like indirect, it's not considered, I can do the mitzvah, bikr cholim, by visiting you. If that's the case, because I can do it standing, then why can't I sit? Since it's me not being able to benefit you, what difference do I make if I stand or I use your chair? I'm allowed to use your chair, you're not allowed to get benefit from me. So what would the chilik be between standing and sitting if it means that the mevaker is not allowed to give benefit to the cholim? So nami. Then the chora, the mevaker should be able to sit as well. Again, because if he's allowed to stand, and you don't say there's a problem in the bigger chola itself, so what's the difference if he stands or he sits? Number one. So 
So let's go the other way. So the other option could be is where the chol is nechassim, or the chol is not allowed to give benefit to the mevaker. No, I mean, get. Give. He's not allowed to give. The chole is not allowed to give any benefit, meaning the, the mevaker is not allowed to receive benefit from the chole. So therefore, he can say, so he can't sit in the chair because I'm receiving. But then he shouldn't be allowed to stand under his roof either. Right? Because his benefit is getting benefit from the security of his home, the protection of his roof, whatever it is. He shouldn't be allowed to even walk into his house if that is considered to be the, the, the problem. So, so, so again, so that's why I said, asurin al and if so, if it's the nechassim of the chola, which means Shimon is not allowed to be giving benefit to Reuven, so afilu omed nami loy. So then the chola, you shouldn't because the Roshonim deal is in different ways, either because he's in a, in a protected area or he's in a covered area, but either way, that's a benefit. So sitting in a chair should not be the only thing usher, standing in his home should be usher as well. So basically, we're trying to figure out where is there a situation where Bikr Cholim itself ostensibly is permitted. There's only a distinction. You can do it standing, you can't do it sitting. <coughs> and so is it talking about that Ravakar is uh, is, uh, is usher in giving benefit to the Cholim? Or is it uh, the Cholim is usher in giving benefit to Ravakar? What's the scenario? Either way, it doesn't seem to work. So here we're going to have a machlokus and how to understand the mission. Let's go with Shmuel for us. Now, the the overriding concept here the Ron explains as follows is that something is considered to be a benefit is if normally you people charge for it normally people charge and I'm giving it to you for free so when normally people charge for something I'm giving it for you that's considered to be a benefit but it's something that people don't generally charge for or not allowed to charge for <coughs> that's not considered to be a benefit the second point that the Ron makes which is already a machlokus in the postgame if it's something that people normally charge for, and I'm willing to pay, is, uh, the Ron says that's not a benefit anymore. So it seems to be, very interesting, I've never heard of this concept, but it seems to be that they used to pay people to go do Bikr Cholim. They understood the benefits of Bikr Cholim, so they used to pay people... Where it used to pay people to go and visit, right? And so here the situation is, since it's something that they used to pay for, and I will see exactly what part of it, because the one is going to say that the Chorah, if I'm a Chuyif to do a mitzvah, if there's a mitzvah and doing something, I shouldn't be charging for that mitzvah. We'll talk about it. But the point is, since it's something that they would, there are places that did pay, and if I'm going to visit you without you paying me, I am considered... So what the Gemara is going to say, according to Shmuel, we're talking about where that it was a paid Bikr Cholim, but it was only a place where they paid if you sat. It wasn't a place where they paid where you stood. I guess we're going to see, but there's that comes some kind of Svara that it was like a, like, a, like, a, like a drive-by, it doesn't count. It has to be a... Uh, yeah. So, therefore, now we can understand. The idea over here is, is that... So that Laolam Amar Shmuel Laolam B'shenichsem Evakar Asurin Alachola means that Alocha is that Ruvain, the person visiting, is not allowed to be giving benefit to Shimon the Chola. And the scenario that means what are we dealing with? What is the scenario of the Mishnah? Is where they used to pay for Bikur Cholim if you sat. 
but they didn't pay for Bikr Cholim if you stood. So let's speak it out. Since I'm not allowed to benefit the, 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 the Mavaka, Ruben's not allowed to benefit Shimon, and he's visiting free, without charging. So therefore, it's only a benefit if he would sit. Because since we're dealing in a place where they only paid when you sat, only when he sits is it considered to be the benefit of a pruta. But if he stands, they would not charge for that. So therefore, all you're doing is the mitzvah bikr cholim. The mitzvah bikr cholim, the benefits that come from it, incidentally, is not considered to be a benefit that would be also precluded in the nether. So therefore, that's the way you explain, says Shmuel. It's that when Ruben's the chosim are also to Shimon, and the only thing is that it's only a problem if they pay. But they pay for sitting, they don't pay for standing. So the Gemara asks the obvious question. Meaning, usually, we don't try and make a Mishnah speaking in a specific scenario unless it's logical to say that's why we're speaking in that scenario. It comes out here, it's not, the way we're reading, it's not, it's not always true. I mean, it's, uh, it's us to stand, it's us to sit, but it's mutter to stand. That's only true in places where it is, where they paid for sitting. What about a place where they paid for standing? If they paid for standing, then it would be awesome to stand either. And if they didn't pay for sitting, you so the Chorah, why is it like such a clear cut that that's the way we have to sign the Mishnah? If it's not necessary, why does it have to be that way? You're creating a scenario to make it make sense, but why speak in that scenario unless you have a good reason to say that that would be the normative way of doing things? That's the Gemara wants to know. The Gemara does this a lot, though. Yeah, but there's always a reason why the Gemara does not You can't just make it up. It has to make sense why it's that case. So my Pascha, why is it clear-cut that that's the situation, that's the scenario? So Gemara says like this. I'm going to speak this outside first, and then we'll see it inside. What Gemara is going to say is that the basic fulfillment of Bikr Cholim can be done standing. The basic fulfillment of Bikr Cholim, you can go and you can stand by the person's bed. Hamakam, you're going to see Yerapa, Oscha, Basov, Shar, Cholay, Yisro. the basic Bikr Cholim. If you sit already, that's like, like, that's like the cherry on top. That's a, so, to charge, says the more, to charge, you're not allowed to charge for the basic Bikr Cholim. The basic Bikr Cholim, the basic Mitzvah Bikr Cholim, you're not allowed to charge for. The only thing you're allowed to charge if someone is going above and beyond. And therefore, in, there, so the Ron says, there were places they made it, you're not allowed to charge at all. Because they're afraid that if you start charging for sitting, people might start charging for standing. But even in places where they didn't have that Chumrah, the only right thing to do, the only thing that you can put into action and charge for would be the sitting, not the standing. So that makes sense. That's why, that would be the norm. If there is a charge, it would only come for sitting up a standing. So if there's a benefit coming from Ruben to Shimon, if he's doing it for free, it's only considered the benefit if when he would sit and not stand. So therefore the Mishnah makes sense. That is normative. That is not, not just a, uh, a, 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 a far-fetched scenario. That is a normal scenario. That's what the more explains. Whereas it's Hakamash Malan, what it's coming to teach us, that if it happens to be a place where they allow for charging for Bikr Cholim, it's only <laughs> Al Yeshiva Boyle Mishkal. They're only allowed to collect for sitting, because that's above and beyond the mitzvah of Bikr Cholim. But Allah Hamida, but for the standing, which is the basic tenet of, of, of the requirement for Bikr Cholim, just being there, standing, that you would not be allowed to charge for, so that cannot be viewed as a benefit that I'm benefiting you, not by not charging you. That you cannot collect on, you cannot make a person pay for that. Okay, so that's, that's the first answer. Ibais Eima, Another interpretation, another explanation, also going within Shmuel. 
Right, Shmuel said we're talking about a case where the nifsei mevaker or oser on the choyla. That means Reuven is not allowed to benefit Shimon. So the first answer gave Reuven is not allowed to benefit Shimon. We had, and, and it's dafka when he's sitting, is it a benefit? Not when he's standing. Right, that was the first terrace. Ibois Eimo, Kedrabi Shimon ben Eliakim. We can explain it the same way as Rabbi Shimon ben Eliakim explains something else. There's another explanation given by Shimon Eliakim later on, and, and that's the interpretation that we want to borrow. What did Rabbi Shimon Eliakim say that is going to be pertinent to what we're saying? That the you know, Shimon Eliakim says like this, is that where, let's say, Ruvain made a nether that Shimon is not allowed to benefit from him. Ruvain made a nether that Shimon is not allowed to benefit from him. So it says... The, 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 we're going to see later on is that the Allah has brought down is that Shimon is not allowed to go on Shemitah. He's not allowed to go into his field to pick the payros. So the Gemara asks a question, why not? Shemitah, it's Hefker. And Hefker, how can you tell me that I can make, how could the nether be chal to stop me from getting the payros of your tree if you don't own those? So if Shimon Yakim says, technically you're right, is that to ask, if he just goes in, picks the payros and leaves, that can't, the nether will not be chal. What we are afraid of is that he might come to stay. Once he's already walking the field, he might stay longer than is necessary from just picking the payrolls and leaving. And on that, the nether will be chal on. So it's a So therefore, that's why they made the xayra. So he says, same thing over here. The same thing that, that says the Gemara, it could be over here as well. Is that the... Uh, the the reason why uh, so 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 the reason why they answered only uh, uh, they answered sitting but they did not answer standing so it's like this there's a certain whatever the amount the shear is I'm not it's not clear but whatever the shear of bikur cholim is standing will not be a problem because usually when people want to do bikur cholim they don't just stand they sit if we don't let you sit we only allow you to stand you will know that I just have to do the basic mitzvah, and I have to leave. So, Mimela, I understand, there's not going to be a problem if the person's going to stay longer than he's supposed to stay. But, if we allow you to sit, if we allow you to sit, then there's no, there's no reminder that I should not go longer than the appropriate time that's needed to fulfill the mitzvah of Bikr Cholim. So, therefore, so, so, therefore, the reason says Shmuel, using the reasoning of Rav Shimon ben Eliakim, is that they made the zera that you can't sit because we're afraid you might stay longer than the normal time for bikucholim and 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 the Ran adds so even in places where they never charged yeah, no, for the for the mitzvah of bikucholim not for standing or sitting but for excessive sitting for longer you were allowed to charge and therefore it comes out that if the person sat longer than the normative time. For bigger call, and it's technically something he could have charged for. And since he's not charging for it, it would be considered benefiting. So therefore, they made the xera don't sit, just stand. So let's read inside. So when says, "Kerab Shimon ben Eliakim," the xera shemisha ba'amida. He made the xera. What he's talking about by the shmita. They made made when you go in standing to pick the payros. You might stay longer than you're supposed to, and you might violate. So, hachanami, in our case also, zera shema yeshoha be yeshoha be yeshiva. So, let's, let's just explain this again. So, we had a question. Who, where, which way is this nether going that only allows Ruvain to come in and stand and not sit down? So, the first, the, 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 the Shmuel, the first opinion says, it's going where Ruvain, the Mavakar, is, 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 is not allowed to be giving benefit. I mean, Shimon is not allowed to be receiving benefit. The Chol is not 
Allah receive and benefit from the um, the Mevaker. So therefore, in such a scenario, it means Ruvain is not allowed to be giving something to Shimon. Shimon is not allowed to be receiving something from Ruvain. So the first terrace is, it's a place they charge, but you're only allowed to charge for... Uh, sitting, you can't charge for standing. So therefore, you can come in and stand. The actual mitzvah of itself, we consider a, an incidental benefit, not the primary benefit, therefore it's not a problem. But in places where they, where they charge, they would only be allowed to charge for sitting. So for sitting, there would be an actual benefit, because since I'm doing it for free, there would be okay. The run, it comes out according to run, let's say the chola would be willing to pay Ruvain. Right? Then it's not a benefit anymore. He'd be able to pay him to sit as well. That it wouldn't be considered to be a benefit. Only when you're getting it for free is it considered problematic. I'm not, I don't want to get into that. That, that comes out according to Ron. Now, it, it, the second terrace holds, it could be a place where they don't charge, not for standing, not for sitting, but they would charge for excessive sitting. And therefore, if it's excessive sitting beyond the normal time, whatever that is, then standing is not a problem, sitting is not a problem, sitting too much is a problem. So when you let the person come stand, he's not going to stand too long, because since we're not letting him sit, he understands... In and out, you've got to leave. Sitting, you let him sit already, he might sit too long, and therefore, we don't let him sit, because excessive could be charged for, and since you're not charging, would be considered to be a benefit. But either way, you learn, of these two answers, that according to Shmuel, it means it's talking about that the nether was made in a way that the mevakers, nechosim, or the mevaker, is not allowed to be giving hano to the chola. That's the first way of explaining the Mishnah. Ula. Let's go to Ula now. Ula Amar, asurin It's the other way around. <coughs> the case in the Mishnah is talking about where the Cholas Nechosim are not allowed to benefit the Mavakar, which means Shimon is not allowed to be giving benefits to Ruvain. Shimon can't be benefit. Shimon the Chola cannot be benefiting Ruvain the Mavakar. Now, we originally posed the question, we said, if that's the case, then Lachora, then not only shouldn't Ruven be allowed to sit in the chair, he shouldn't be allowed to be standing in the house. Either way, it comes out he's benefiting from the Nechosim of the Chola, even though he's going in to do the mitzvah, but nevertheless, that's a benefit he's getting, a direct benefit by sitting in his chair, standing in it. So why would he be allowed to do either one? So why is it only prohibited for him to sit and not to stand? So the Gemara is going to say a very interesting story here. This is the way Iran explains it. The Iran says, remember, there's two ways you can create the scenario that Shimon is not allowed to be giving benefit to Ruvain. That could either be that Shimon made the nether and saying is, I asser my nechosim on Ruvain, or it could be made that Ruvain made the nether that I am prohibiting myself from benefiting from Shimon's nechosim. Either way, the, the outcome would seem to be the same. That means that there cannot be any Hanoah going from Shimon to Ruvain. Says Ula, there is a difference. What does Ula mean? Ula, uh, what, why is there a difference? If, if it is Shimon who made the neder, there is a, it's, and I guess it's, it's like an umdana. An umdana means it's such a clear implication that you don't even have to say it. It's not considered Dvaram Shabalev. We understand that it's built in. That if a person makes a neder that I am not allowed to get benefit from a certain person, it's understood that he was not doing it in a case where he needs it for his basic needs. For example, let's say Shimon made a neder that I cannot get benefit from Ruven. It happens to be Ruven works for the Hatzola. And Shimon is 
has an accident and he needs basic survival, something for needs. There is no question that even as it's not pikuach nefesh, because pikuach nefesh is docha everything. But even not pikuach, but it's something that is like a basic need that he needs. So it would not be in violation of the neder, because we understand implicit when a person makes a neder, he does not mean to include situations that he needs for basic basic needs are not included in the neder. Therefore, says the Gemara, it is a basic emotional need that you want people to come be mevaker cholim. It's a basic emotional need that you need people to come be mevaker cholim. And therefore, if Shimon made the neder that Reuven cannot benefit from him, he could not have meant to come and be mevaker cholim. That was included. However, since the basic bikr cholim only requires standing, so that is what was precluded from the nether. But to sit, that's additional, that we say is not implicit, therefore Shimon is uh, not only answering Reuven from sitting and not answering him from standing. And that's why, and so, but comes out according to Ula, the nether is the other way around. It's that Shimon is not allowed to benefit Reuven, not that Reuven is allowed to benefit Shimon. So we have a machlokas between Shmuel and Ula, which way this nether is going. Let's read in Ula inside. So Ula Amar Olam Beshenichse Chola Asurana that it was Shimon answering his assets on uh, giving pleasure to Reuven the Mavakar. For Kigoyin Dele Adre Min Chiyuse. Now the Ran explains what it means. That Kigoyin doesn't mean that, that he explicitly said it. But it's implicit that he did not make the nether on Chiyuse. Chiyuse means on basic needs. On things that he needs for basic needs. So says the Gemara, if it's not, and therefore if you consider Bikr Cholim a basic need, and it wasn't included in the Neder, so why is there a difference between Omer and Yoshev? Yachev ili Yoshev Nami. Says the Gemara, no, because Ula holds, Pshad is in Shmuel, because Ha'ev Shebamida, since you can fulfill the basic need by standing, therefore there's no need for him to sit. So that was not excluded from the nether. Sitting, only standing was excluded from the nether. That explains it according to Ula. Now that Mark is going to ask Akasha on Shmuel. In general, there's a very interesting uh, uh, premise to this question. A brysa that deals with a similar scenario to a Mishnah, we almost always will explain that the Brysa is like an expansion of the Mishnah, or the Mishnah is a contraction of the case of the Brysa, but they're corollary to one another, meaning like, that's for sure what a Tosefta is. The concept of Tosefta is a type of Brysa, it's an expansion to the Mishnah. Sigmora now found a Brysa that deals with the case of a neder that went between Reuven and Shimon, and it gives a, and it broadens the scenario so we understand our first uh, default is that the Mishnah and Brysa are talking about the same situation. So what does it say in the Brysa? <coughs> it says like this. Meisivet. Cholahu. If a person who is involved in the neder got sick. Nechnes levakro. So you are allowed to, Reuven is allowed to visit Shimon, if it is Shimon that got sick. But if it is Shimon's kid that got sick, so then, so Reuven can only ask about how his kid is doing in the marketplace, but he's not allowed to go visit the home for the, to see the child of Shimon. So basically, let's set it up again. Let's speak it out. The case basically is saying is like this. There was a nether. We're going to have to see which way this nether went. But there was a nether between Reuven the Mavaka and Shimon the Chola. If Shimon gets sick, Reuven can go in and visit. If Shimon's kid is getting sick, got sick, then the only thing Reuven is allowed to do is to ask Shimon in the marketplace 
how's your son doing? But he's not allowed to go into the house and visit him. By the way, Rav Moshe brings this Gemara down in the Rav Moshe Hashala, Yimavakir Bikr Cholim with a telephone call. So Rav Moshe brings down that you see that it might not be the best way to do Bikr Cholim, but you see Shala Bashuk. What does it mean? You see that asking about someone how they're doing is a form that when they tell him yeah, how you, that Ruben wanted to know how you're feeling, there is some form of Bikr Cholim. It's not the best necessarily, so he says it's better to go visit but it could be that even making a phone call is some level, a lower level of Bikur Cholim. The fact that it mentions it. The fact that it mentions it. Yeah, right. Otherwise, what's it? Shalabashuk and Shalabashuk. Just say that. There's nothing you can do. But Shalabashuk means there is a form of it. It's not the best case scenario <laughs> because the best form of Bikur Cholim is where you go there and you see the guy needs his pillow adjusted. The person, you, you, you're there and offer services. You offer something to help... Uh, that you can't do that on the phone, right? So, so right. anyway, let's go back to Now, how do we explain this brisa that it makes sense that there's a chilak between the father and the son in light of the way Shmuel and Ula explain the Mishnah? All right? right, right. That's what the Gemara wants to understand. <coughs> According to Ula, this comes out perfect. This makes very understandable. Because he learned it's b'shenich sechol asur l'amevaker. He learned that it's shimens nechasim ha'asur on Ruvain and kagon to adrem in chiyuse. And the implication of a person making a neder is that basic needs were not included. So then Shapir comes out very good because he explains like this. The most we can say is that when Shimon made the net that Reuben is not allowed to benefit him, he did not include Reuben coming to make a bigger cholin. But that he should not be able to, they were not including coming and visiting, uh, benefiting from my home to visit my son. That's not included. We don't say that to that point, uh, extent. We don't say that there is a implication that I would have let you come into my home to visit my son. That, 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 to that extent, we don't say. So according to Ula, we understand there's a corollary between the Mishnah even though the Mishnah says, when Shimon made a nether precluding Reuben from benefiting him, Reuben's allowed to visit Shimon, but from the bride we see it would only be allowed to visit Shimon, he would not be allowed to visit Shimon's son. Works perfect. Ela le Shmuel, but according to Shmuel, the Amar it's the other way around, it's Reuben's not allowed to give benefit to Shimon, so Lechorah, the Ran, before we read the words inside, the Ran says there's a double question here. That the, but the, 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 the Mishnah, the Gemara leaves out the first part of the question. It only gives you a second part. But it's actually two questions. It means the way the question is like this. It's not in the Gemara, but the, the Ran understands it's implicit in the Gemara's question. Let's speak it out. Ruvain is not allowed to, the netter is that Ruvain is not allowed to benefit Shimon. So Lechorah, the Bryson makes no sense whatsoever. If Reuven is not allowed to benefit Shimon, I understand for whatever reason you gave in Shmuel that Reuven is not allowed to visit Shimon. But why would Reuven not be allowed to visit Shimon's son? The netter was only that Reuven is not allowed to visit, uh, benefit Shimon. So it makes no sense, Bechlal, that you have to ask about the son in the market. You can't go benefit, right? Remember, it's Reuven. Reuven's not allowed to, Reuven should be allowed to sit. He's allowed to, there are all those things. The only thing is things that you normally charge for. Right? So whatever Hector there was to do Ruvain, for sure there should have been Kalachomer to be able to son. Elamai, so the Elamai is the second part of the question. Maybe you have to say that the Nedr was that uh, when Ruvain said, I'm not allowed to benefit you or your family. Maybe it was more of a broader Nedr. Not only Ruvain saying, I'm not allowed to benefit Shimon, but it's I'm not allowed to benefit Shimon 
Reuben and Shimon's, fa- I'm not allowed to benefit Shimon and his family. So even so, it should still be on the same level. The same way as we allow you to go visit Reuben, uh, uh, Shimon, if you stand and don't sit, that should have been the same halacha, Legabe the son. We can't make, the, the, there's no way to explain the brisa according to the way uh, Shmuel understands. So let's see it inside. <coughs> so Elel Shmuel. The Amar that he said that it's Ruvain's the Chosim that are Osir on Shimon. So Maishnahu, Maishnah Benoit. The Gemara is asking the second. Even if you tell me it was including the kid as well, why should there be a distinction what we allow for the father? We should allow for the son. So Amar Lachs, the Gemara says the way Shmuel will answer is that, 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 that we made a mistake. It wasn't the, the default that the Mishnah and the Bryce are talking about the same scenario. It's not necessarily true. This Bryce is not coming to explain the Mishnah. It's a different scenario. Is Matnisin, the Mishnah is the way we explained it. That's Shenichsa Mevakra Surin Alachayla, where Ruvain's the Chosim Asur on Shimon, the way Ula gave, uh, Shmuel explained it with one of the two scenarios we gave before. And the Brysa happens to be a different case. The Brysa is talking about Shenich Zechayla Asurin Alam Evaker. Is that the, that, that the, uh, that Shimon's Nechassim Asur on Reuben. The same way we explained it according to Ula, that's the way he'll explain the Brysa, but not necessarily the Mishnah. Because if the Mavaka comes for his son and saving Shimon money that he would normally spend to pay someone to the, 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 the prohibition is that Shimon the Chola is not allowed to benefit Ruvain which means therefore Ruvain should not be allowed to uh, d- there's nothing that 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 that, that Shimon, Ruvain's allowed to get no he's not allowed to get any benefit of Shimon so we said it means he's not allowed to sit in his chair he should not be allowed to walk into his house there's only an impl- impl- it's implicit that he doesn't do anything to take away from his basic needs basic requirement that somebody comes and visits me but we don't say that Legabe the child that's the way Ula explained it Therefore, Reuven cannot go into the house to, to visit the child because he's not allowed to be in the house because the netter prevents him from getting benefit from Shimon and he's not allowed to go in. I, why is he allowed to do it for Shimon? Because we say it's implicit that Shimon did not include that in the nether. Yeah. Now, so the, part, the worst question is going to be, okay, technically it works, but why would you do this? Why would Shmuel learn the Brisa is a different case than the Mishnah? Meaning the way Ula learns, it lines up. You technically, if you're willing to learn the Brysa that way, then why wouldn't you learn the Mishnah that way and learn it lines up too? What forces Shmuel to say that the Mishnah is talking about a different scenario than the Brysa? That's the most question. I mean, you're right. Technically, you could explain it that way, but why explain it that way? What forces Shmuel to do this? So, Moses is my Pascha. What makes this, why is it so clear-cut that this is the normal way to explain that the Mishnah is different than the Brysa? Let me explain this outside because it's beautiful and the way the one is going to explain it. The one is going to say is like this, is that it's true. It's true that in order for Shmuel to explain the Brysa, the way Ula did, that the case he's talking about that the sick person, the Chola, he's not allowed to be giving benefit to Ruvain, to the, the Mavakar. You have to also learn like Ula, you have to explain like Ula, that implicit in a, in a neder that somebody's making, prohibiting himself from, uh, re- uh, from, from receiving any benefit, that he's the Chosim Asr on someone, that they're not allowed to, so, he would not do things that take away from his basic need. That's why you have to explain. The difference between Ula and Shmuel is as follows. Is that according to Ula, when I make a neder saying that, uh, that you are not allowed to 
receive any benefit from me. I wasn't talking about a situation where I'm going to need you to come in and be mevaker cholim, only standing but not sitting. We had to make that distinction because otherwise the Mishnah never made sense. Ula doesn't agree with, um, Shmuel doesn't agree with that. Shmuel says if you're already going to say that a person does not include Bikur Cholim in the nether because it's such a basic need, there would not be a distinction between standing and sitting. And since the Mishnah makes a distinction between standing and sitting, it makes that chiluk, it cannot be talking about the situation where the Nedchasim of Shmuel, of, 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 of Shimon, were also and Reuben. It has to be the other way. The Brysa, on the other hand, never made any chiluk between standing and sitting. It never said anything. Therefore, the Brysa could be, is going... The, 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 going the way Ula explained it, and the Mishnah has to be talking about a different scenario. So it comes out that there is a difference in Din between Ula, it's not just how you explain it in terms of scenarios, there is a difference. Because according to Ula, if Shmuel, if, if Shimon said that you're not allowed to benefit from Ayna Chosim, he did not include Bikr Cholim, but he not only, he did not include Bikr Cholim standing, he did include Bikr Cholim sitting. That's Ula. According to Shmuel, if he did not include Bikr Cholim, that would allow him to be not only standing, but sitting as well. Let's read inside. So I'm a rover. Shmuel matnisin kashise. What made the Mishnah difficult, according to Shmuel, to learn it the same way as the Brisa? He found a difficulty in the Brisa. My iridatani omate. Why does it say that Ruvain's allowed to do bikurcholim standing, avalo yoshev, but not sitting? Right? Why? Why make that distinction? If it's because I'm allowing you to do Bikr Cholim, because when I said you can't benefit from me, I did not mean that you can't come into my house because of Bikr Cholim. So once not included, it should not be a difference between standing and sitting. So it must be not that, the, that, that Shimon said you cannot benefit from me. It must be the other way, is that I'm not allowed to be benefiting from you. That must be the case. So says the more like this: the Shmami no, the Nichsem Mevaker. It must be that Ruben's Nechosim or Asurin Al Hachola. Okay, that basically is <coughs> the end of the sugya. So just to, to, to sum up the sugya, our Mishnah said that when there's a neder between the Mevaker and the Chola. The Mavakar can come in and do Bikr Cholim standing and can't do it sitting. Shmuel learns is talking about a case where the Mavakar is, uh, is, is not allowed to benefit the Chola. And the reason that he's allow, allowed to enter the house is because that doesn't take away from him being able to do the bits of Bikr Cholim. However, it does benefit, take away from him being able to sit. Why? Because that's something in a place where either they paid or even a place where they don't pay, we're afraid Xavier, he might sit too long. Shmuel learned the case he's talking about where it's the chola is not allowed to benefit the mevaker. Chola is not allowed to benefit the mevaker, so how can the mevaker even walk into his house? He said, because we don't, we are implicit in making such an error. It's not taking away what I need for my basic needs. My basic needs, I need people to come mevaker cholim. And therefore, but according to Ula, our basic needs only require standing, doesn't require sitting. And in the Brysa, that means, even though implicit in what I'm saying doesn't take away my basic needs, coming mevaker, my child, is not a basic need of mine. That is included, therefore you cannot even enter the house to be mevaker cholah for the child. Let's go weiter. Amoresh Lakish. Remez ladikur cholim in Atorah minayin. Where is there any remez? We know bigger cholim is a chesed. Milos chasarim lachor, we understand there are, but where do you know specifically, where do you see bigger cholim specifically alluded to in the Torah? 
Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, right, I, I, I remember a whole drusha from my, my Rosh Hashiva, why can't you bring the Raya from HaKadosh Baruch Hu as Mavakar Cholim by Avram Avinu, but not for now. So why is it like this? Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, Last week's Parsha. Parsha's Kairach, it says there that Moshe Rabbein, Kairach was challenging Moshe and saying is that it's nepotism that you, you appointed your brother and you appointed your cousin and, and, I, and that's not the way it should be. And, and Moshe Rabbeinu basically set down a challenge. He says, if you die by the, the land opening up its mouth and swallowing you up, then you know that Hashem sent me. If you die a normal death, if you die in your beds like a normal way, then you know that I am wrong, Right? There, so, I think it's the 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 uh, one of the one of the Hasidish rebbes asked Akasha, how can Moshe Rabbeinu take such a chance? Maybe they are going to do tshuva. Right? So the Kasha. But anyway, the uh, the 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 uh, the the, the, the says like this: If the death of a, no, of a normal person Yemusin, they'll die a normal death. Ela these people and the visitation of man is visited upon them. We'll have to see what that means. Lo Hashem then then you know that Hashem did not send me. What my mashma? How do you see bigger cholim from this pasuk? So I'm a rava. So Rava said what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying is as follows: If these people die a normal death, Shane cholim they first get sick and we're talking about resusan and they get they get bedridden. Visitation of man is visited of them. Means people go and be mevaker cholim. So they die in a way that there was bikur cholim involved. So then, ma'abrius omrim, what will people say? Lo Hashem shalachani, that means that I can say that Hashem did not send me. Because that's not, that would be the norm, and they're not going to die in a normal way. But implicit in the statement is, you see that when a person gets sick, what has to happen? Bikur cholim. So why is it like this? All right. Doris Rava. So Rava continued to expound this Pasuk. Pasuk says, in Bria Yivra Hashem, it says that if Hashem will create Bria uh, Yivra Hashem, what is this double Lashem, Bria Yivra? So in Bria Gehenim, if Gehenim has already been created, there's already an existence of this kind of concept of Gehenim, then Mutav. Uh, then good, that, that's good, that's what's good, that's you're gonna fall into Gehenna. And im lav, yivro, and if there's no such thing yet of Gehenna, then Hashem will create it specifically for you guys. So therefore, im lav, yivro Hashem. Similarly, how could that be the pshat? Aini, is that so? There's seven things that are so fundamental that they had to be created, and Hashem's plan to create the world, these things already had to be in plan, in place before the world was created. What were they? What are they? Elohim, Tyra, Tshuva, Gan Eden, Gehenem, Kisakova, the royal, the uh, holy throne, and the Ubeis uh, Amigdash, the Ubeis Amigdash, and the last one is Moshel Mashiach. Very interesting. The name of Mashiach is already in existence before the world was created. Let's go through the Brisa. Tyra, Tyra, where do we see Tyra's created before the world was it was even in existence? Says the Gemara, Hashem Kanani, the Torah speaking, Hashem Kanani raises Darkai, that Hashem established me even before for pursuit to create the world. Tshuva, Tshuva, it says in the Pasuk, Veterem Harim Yuladu, before the, uh, the, 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 uh, the mountains came into existence. Vetachel Eretz, and that the land had been formed, the, uh, 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 then the Pasuk finishes off, it says, uh, <coughs> 
Toshev Enosh Adaka, that man has the capacity to repent and to become downtrodden, to become humbled. means before the creation of the hills and the creation of the world, man, the capacity for man to repent and humble himself, is had already been created. So Chuba was created before then. Gan Eden, the Bozak says, Vayita Shevalukim Gan Be'eden Mikedem. That from before, we don't translate from the east, but Mikedem means from before the Gan in Eden was already created. Gehenim, how do we see Gehenim was created? The Pazik says, Ki Aruch Me'esmon, was already arranged from yesterday, Tafte. What is Tafte? Tafte is another name for Gehenim. comes from the word Pito, of seduction. Those who succumb to seduction is a place for them. It's called Tafte, was created. But already Aruch, from, 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 from before, from yesterday, was already created. Kisei Kavayid, Tichsev, the Pazik says, Nachayin Kisacha Me'az, Me'aylam Atzo, that the Kisei Kavayid has been created from before, from then it was ready, from before the world was created. Beis HaMikdash, how do we know the Beis HaMikdash? The Pazik says, Kisei Kavayid Maroim, Mireish is Makam HaMikdashenu, that the throne is already created in its holy place, which is the Beis HaMikdash, from the beginning. So just as the, the Kisa covered was from before, the, the, the place of the Kisa covered in the, uh, the Beis HaMikdash, in the holy place, is also created as well. Okay. Now, Says more like a smoshel Mashiach. How do we know the name of Mashiach? Because the Bible says Yishemay lo Olam lifnei Shemesh Yinun Shemo. That that even before the sun, the name Yinun was created. It's actually going on Shlomo Melo, but the Gemara, the Mefarshim explained, it's going on Mashiach. The same way Shlomo has the Mashiach of Hashem. So therefore, the Mashiach's name Yinun was already created. One of the names of Mashiach is Yinun. Okay. El. So the question, though, is why? Do, how do we get into this? Because Rava wanted to say Pshat the Pasuk in Bara Yivra means if, if, if Gehenim's created, good. If it hasn't been created, it will be created. I mean, if one, everyone holds that Gehenim had to be created from before. So what is Moshe Rabbeinu saying? What, he didn't know that, that Gehenim had already been created? So Moshe is like this, Ela Achikamar, Puma, if Gehenim has a mouth, literally, has an opening, the Gehenim's been around from the beginning. But if it has an opening, so then good. So then, Bara, then, then that's the opening you guys are going to fall into. And Imlav, and if it, if Imlo, if it does not have an opening, Yivra Hashem, Hashem will create, will not create Gehenim, but he'll create the opening. Says the Gemara of Haksiv Enkel Chadash Tachas Hashemesh. What do you mean Gehenna was created without an opening and only going to be created now? There's nothing new that could ever be created that had not been created before this. Enkel Chadash, nothing new under the sun. Means Gehenna had to have an opening from before because there's not something that could be created right now. Enkel Chadash Tachas Hashemesh. So says the Gemara like this. It means, uh, if the opening, yeah, of course there's been an opening in Gehenna. But if it's, wherever that opening is, if it's not close to right here, then Lekarev Hashem will bring it closer. It's not a new creation, it's just shifting the opening from wherever it is, he'll make it come now, over here. And Yihach, and if it's here already, so then Lo Mikrapum there's no need to move it here, you'll just go down into the opening of wherever Gehenna, uh, is. Then, uh, uh, so then, then Lo Mikrapum Lekarev. You don't need to move it closer here, because it's here already. That's the Bara Yivra. Bara Yivra means he'll shift the opening to here if necessary. And if not, then, uh, then if, it's, if it doesn't have to move it, then you'll fall into the opening right here. Okay. Darish Rava. What is meant in the Pasuk? Pasuk says like this. Shemesh. It's in Chabakuk. Shemesh Yareach Omad Zavula. It says that the sun and the moon... They uh, they established themselves in 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 Zavul. 
Zvul is the fourth of the, I think it's the fourth of the, of the seven heavens. There are seven heavens, seven heavens. So Zvul, and whatever, there's an occasion in history that the, that the sun and the moon remove themselves from the normal place, which is in Rakia, which is the second of the seven heavens, the second going up, means the lower. And they went and this moved up to the fourth of the seven heavens. What's going on over here? So Melamed teaches us, They went up from Rakia, the sec- of the he- second of the seven heavens. They went up to Zavul. So Amri of Amri Lefanov, and they said like this. So Chazal understand it's referring to this pasuk in Chavak is referring to the time of Korach. And they said, If you judge favorably and punish Korach on the behalf of Moshe Anumeirim, we'll, we'll go back into our place and start shining and functioning for the world. But Imlav, but if you don't. That ain't We're not moving. We're staying in Zavol. We're not going down to Rakia. But Oisah shot in that time. Yoruba and Chitzin v'Chanisos. Hakadosh Baruch Hu shot arrows and spears into the sun and the moon. And Amar lehem bechol yom v'yom yistachem lachem that every day idol worshippers, pagans, pray are bowing down to the sun and the moon. And you have no problem with that. You function normally every single day. And you don't make any any protest for my covet, which is being affected by the idol worshippers, right? And ah, someone does something against Moshe Rabbeinu. All of a sudden, you're worried about the covet of Moshe Rabbeinu. We're not going to function until you punish Korach and you judge favorably for Moshe. Then Mechisem, then you create a protest. So the the, the uh, so basically, he forced them back through the spears and the arrows, to go back to the, where they belong. However, they took the Musr from HaKadosh Baruch and they refuse every day now to function because of all the pagans and the idol worshippers that worship them. So therefore, every day now HaKadosh Baruch has to throw arrows and, and, and spears into the sun and the moon to get them to function, which is the end of that Pasuk, by the way. The Pasuk that says, It requires the arrows to get them to function. So now every day it requires the arrows to function in order that because they're showing a protest for the Avodah Zorah, the idol worshippers that serve, of the Avodah that serve them. Anyway, <coughs> so let's go weiter. Um, right. Tzernema, the Pazak says that now every day you need the arrows for them to be Alechu, the Orchitzek Alechu, for them to function. Tiny, we learned in Ebraisa. Bikur Cholim, Ein Lashir. That bigger column has no shear. What does it mean, Einla shear? There's no measurement. There's no, there's no uh, ca- ca- way to calculate it. So my Einla shear. So Sav Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yosef originally thought that this is what the pshat is. Ain't shear lematen schara. The reward is so great that it cannot be calculated. Ain't shear lematen schara. Now, by saying that bigger column, the reward cannot be calculated, that implies that other mitzvahs, you could calculate the reward. We know that that's not true either. So Abai, the Talmud of Rabbi Yosef, asked him, he says, what means others, there is a way to calculate the, the, the reward for other mitzvahs. To calculate the reward. Hatnan, we learned in the Mishnah, the Mishnah in Kehamura. be careful with what you perceive to be a lighter mitzvah compared to a more intense, severe mitzvah. Because you have no way... 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want people only picking, cherry picking which mitzvahs they do. So therefore, he never told us the reward. We can't calculate the reward for any of them. So how can you tell me that's pshat and bikr cholim? None of the reward mitzvahs we can calculate the, she- the reward. El Amr Abayi. So Abayi said different pshat. Is afilu gadol etzel cotton. It means Eilam Shir means that there's no, you, you don't take into account is it an important person visiting a less important person? It means you could think that bigger cholim should be done. And if it's a dignitary, then you go visit. But if it's a uh, the, the, the city pauper, so then the dignitary should not visit. Mainlam shir means you don't make calculations. There's no calculations as to who visits who. You visit everybody by bigger cholim. That's the shot Mainlam shir. So it's nothing to do with how much reward or not reward. It means that there's no way to calculate as to which person you should be visiting and which person you should not. Rava gives a different teretz. Rava amra filu mea pa'amim b'yayim. Einam shir means there's no, an, there's no set amount. You want to go out once a day, you want to go a hundred times. Each time you go, there's a mitzvah to go. That's what means einam shir. It's, it's open-ended. Amar Rabbi Yachab Rabbi Chanino. Kolam evakar chola notel echad mishishim betzaro. There's different gersos over here. Some say micholio. That you visit a chola, you take away one-sixtieth of his pain, you take away one-sixtieth of his sickness, but that's what it means. Visiting a person takes away one-sixtieth. So I'm a lay. So, uh, <coughs> it doesn't say who he's speaking to. I guess it's just Am, uh, Amri, Amri Lay. Oh, they said, the Chachamim. The Ram said to him, how can that be? He says, Im Kain, Le'al Shitin, Le'lukme. Then 60 people should go and visit somebody and then he can get up. He's healthy again. No problem. Don't need a doctor. Get 60 people. Go Mevakacholim and you're good. So Amalek is Shiuraisa the Bey Rebbe. No. When we talk about the, the percentage that's being knocked off, 160th, it's the way you calculate the 10th the 10% of Rebbe. We learned this in Masechus Ksuvas. Masechus Ksuvas, we learned that a tenth, a 10% of the Nechassim of a father's estate has to go to the daughters in order to help them get married. So, so even though the Torah says Yerusha goes to the boys and not the girls, Chachamim established, but 10% of the estate should go for the, uh, so one asks the question, it comes out that if there's ten girls and one boy, then they get, then that boy and all ten girls need to get married at the same time, that boy won't inherit. Where says, no, that's not how you calculate it. The way you calculate it, it's linear. Ten percent. Whatever's left of it, ten percent. Whatever's left of it, ten percent. I think I saw that, uh, somebody did the cheshman, it comes out, the mice, if you have 237 people go already, then they would knock it off. I mean, that's, uh, but anyway, the point is, that's the way it works by Bikr Cholim as well. Is that uh, that it's it's not one sixtieth each one one sixtieth of the original number each one is one sixtieth of the remaining number so it says more like this so it says the Gemara uh, and the other point that the Gemara puts and it's also Ben Gilo. It's calculated the way, way we count the 10% of Rebbe, and it only works by Ben Gilo. Uh, there's a difference in Rishonim what that means, but the, 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 we'll go with a simple yeah, shot. Yeah. means you have to be born under the same star, the same planets, so not everybody has the capacity to remove the... Uh, so not, so you can't just say 60 or even, uh, even uh, 200 and whatever, 30 cent, 50 cent, whatever, it still won't necessarily work because it has to be aligned with the planets, whatever that means, in order to have the same mazel to knock it off. The Sanya we learned in a bride, so this is explaining the, the case of Rebbe. Rebbe Aymer, Basan is zon as achin, that if you have a girl that is being supported by the estate of the brothers, Noteles Isur Nechosim, she takes 10% of the estate in order to, uh, to, uh, to, to, to get married for her Naden. 
So Amr Loy Rebbe, so the Talmudim said to Rebbe, Lidvarecho, Mishi Yesh Eser Bono is a Ben. If there's ten girls and one boy, then Ain Loy Leben, Bemakam Bono. It comes out that Takonas Chachamim will wipe out the Yerusha. There'll be no Yerusha Bechlau. The Ain Loy Leben, Klum, you have nothing. Amr Lehen, no, the way it works is like this. Rishonon tells Isur Nechosim, the first one takes a tenth. Shnia Bemashashira, the second one takes a tenth of what's remaining, shlishes, and the third one takes a tenth of what's remaining after the second one has happened, shashira, and now, since all three of them want to get married at the same time, it's not fair that the first one, because you gave her 10%, she gave more, so you put that, that amount now that they've taken gets pooled together, and it's divided equally amongst the three. And they're, and they divide it equally. But the bottom line we're saying over here is, is that it doesn't automatically 60 people. First of all, you have Isura Debei Rebbe, that it's, it's divided 10% of whatever's left. And second of all, it doesn't work for everybody. It has to be Ben Gilo in order for it to work. Gentlemen, have a good day. Thank you.